0: Hey y'all, this is Randy and you are listening to Situationships. The podcast where Black millennials share stories about dating and relationships. Hey y'all, this is Randy. And on this episode, Quetila tells us a story about this tall drink of water that she met who left a little something to be desired in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And in asking for a friend, we get deep talking about sex, love, money, and education when it comes to dating as a black woman. I hope you enjoy. Hey
1: girl. Hi. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, how are you? I'm great,
0: glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share my story. Yes. So (laughs) speaking of which, I hear you have a story to to share today.
1: I do have a story. And, you know, I thought long and hard about which story I was going to tell. But Mm -hmm. I think this one is the most fresh in my mind. Um, So there was this dude, right? I was at a Starbucks on um, Charles Street or St. Paul somewhere. You know, one of those. In Baltimore. (laughs) In Baltimore. Be more. Um. And I literally was just asking him for the time. Mm -hmm. I was not really interested because I just ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) So I literally was just like, hey, do you have the time? Um, He was like, yeah. And then so he told me the time and then he kept engaging in conversation with me. So I was like, "Okay, whatever. Now, you know, I didn't think I have a type, but when he was talking to me, it was evident that it did have a type mm-hmm. because he was not the type that I usually... <laughs> like, not, I don't know, but you're not it. Right. <laughs> or even, like, he's not the type that usually talks to me. Right? Okay. So, I okay. find that most dudes that talk to me are brown skin, like my complexion. Uh-huh. But he was, like, very tall and darker skin. Okay. And so, like, it was just... It was different, right? Because uh-huh. I, I wasn't really checking for him. Right. And I didn't really expect him to check for me. Got you. So, anyway, long story short, you know, we're talking. I don't know what subject we got on. He, he starts talking about Snapchat because you know that's the thing these uh-huh. days. I don't know. And this is in the Starbucks. This is all in
0: the Starbucks. Uh-huh. Y'all waiting for drinks? Y'all
1: just. No, I had already bought my drink. He was just sitting there. I don't know what he was doing, waiting for somebody. I don't mm-hmm. know.
0: Wait, for time. You. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But you know, we um we were just chatting and then he proceeds to ask me, you know, if we like if I'd like to get dinner. Mm-hmm. Um I guess because he didn't want to end the conversation. And he was cool, right? Like I really had no intentions because to be honest, I was just coming out of another of another situation, so I wasn't I wasn't really trying to be dating or involved with Got anybody. You. I just wanted to hang. So I was like, "Sure." So we go to a, a Thai restaurant because that same day Huh? That same day? Yes. Oh, wow. That, yeah. Same okay. day. It's like two hours later. Oh, snap. So it's like 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. We went to, what is it? Stang and Siam, that okay, Thai restaurant yeah. near UB. Mm-hmm. So we go, we go upstairs, um, and we proceed to order, and then he's explaining how he doesn't eat, um, I can never say this word, but shellfish? Oh,
0: yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, shellfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't eat uh so shellfish. See, I told you I can't yeah, say he is. doesn't <laughs> eat. He doesn't eat that. Right, that thing. And da 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 da. And I didn't really like read nothing into it because you know I've had my bouts with vegetarianism, pesc- pescatarianism. I was like whatever. So we're talking whatever conversation is great. Now this is where I should have known better. Mm-hmm. The bill comes. Snap. Now I told you he asked me. If I wanted to have dinner absolutely he proceeds to say do you mind if we split the bill now in any other circumstance that would have been fine right but you asked me so you made assumptions about my financial status and not to mention he ordered something more expensive than what I ordered (laughs) so I should have known Randy I should have known but I was like, you know, let me be modern. Let me, let no. me,
0: let me be this, a <laughs> true it, feminist. Right, right exactly. exactly. And, and,
1: and split this bill, mm-hmm. right? And, and by the way, no slight to feminists. You know, I, I, I ID loosely as a black feminist, right. but I'm, I'm being facetious. So no, to hate. all the listeners, don't take offense, okay? <laughs> but anyway, um, so I was like, okay, whatever. So we did that. And then uh, I, called a li- I called my own lift. Right. Um, and went home. He went home. And so we would text or whatever. And then from that point on we kept meeting up. Um we went to uh what is it called? Um what is it called? Hmm. The bun shop. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so we would go there, we would meet there frequently because I was still in graduate school, so I still had a lot of work to do. Um, and he allegedly was applying to um, medical school. Oh, I didn't tell you about this character. So I told you what he looks like. Mm-hmm. So he's 23. He's a child. Um, Had just finished graduate school at Hopkins. Okay. And I would later find out he was from the Bahamas and Seventh Day Adventist. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so, layers. Oh, <laughs> Tons of layers. I haven't even... <laughs> Those layers matter. That's why <laughs> I had to stop and tell you okay, that. Okay, okay. So, you know, I think we met another time, and at this point, I think there was, like, mutual interest mm-hmm. in one another, even though I was, like, not really my type, but I like what you're saying. He honestly reminded me, like, his personality and the way he talked about, like, humanity and things like that reminded me of folks that – um I went to church with when I was okay. growing up so it was kind of like home it Got felt like you. home a little bit and both good and bad because on the one hand I was like mm, I don't know like you might be suspect I don't know where where you stand with this religion stuff right, right? because right. I'm not religious uh-huh. so for him to say I'm Seventh-day Adventist right. I was like hmm.
0: did you grow up religious
1: uh, so yeah, so I, my mom is, is Christian uh-huh. and my dad, um, he passed away, but my dad was Muslim. He okay. converted to Islam. Okay. So, I mean, I live with my mom majority, 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 but then, you know, I, I would see my dad and we pray in Arabic and do all of these okay. other things. Okay. But yeah, as an adult, I do not uh, do
0: church. Got you.
1: I just don't. So, um, anyway, so one of the times we went out, we kissed. Mm hmm. That was bound to happen right right so from that point on because you know hormones gonna do what hormones do <laughs> you know we'd mess around right um you know we i went to his apartment which girl what was that i'm sorry i just got a little re-traumatized thinking about that <laughs> Not <apartment re-traumatized>. <laughs> so he lived in this little tiny efficiency okay was sleeping on an air mattress. Oh. I'm trying not to laugh because, you know, people got hard times. Right. That's right. You know, I was sleeping on an air mattress, you know, when we I all, first right. moved into my new apartment. Time time, but. but, like, you have been in school. I'm going to need you to do better. Um yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yeah. why are you inviting me over? But then not to mention, he was living with this other boy that mm. had a bed. <laughs> now he had a bed. <laughs> but there wasn't even separate rooms. Oh, the dude was sleeping right there. And his air mattress over here by the window. And mind you, after a few hours on the air mattress, the thing on the floor. No. <laughs> so it was painful. Yeah. It was painful. Um, You know, but this but it was just, you know, he was cool. But there were all of these signs. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, again, like I said, we would mess around. We messed around several times, but we never actually had sex. Uh huh. Or, you know, um like intercourse or otherwise. Gotcha. Right. And I'm sitting here confused because I'm like, I'm grown. Right. Like if I wanna have sex, gonna have sex. Right. Um and and the way, you know, he's lusting after me, kissing me, like you think that, that was that's what was gonna happen. So in my bed on several occasions, you know, I'm over there, you know, messing around with him several occasions. And it gets to the point where I get fed up Mm -hmm. because now I'm like, what are we doing? Like, hello, like we're not dating. And then, you know, we're messing around. So are we going to have sex or we're not? So first of all, on one occasion, when we messed around, um, he asked me (laughs) about his penis size. What, wait, what did he ask you? He was like, so what do you think? (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, don't ask me that um, because shrimp, shrimp shack, <laughs> shrimp boy, leader of the shrimp committee. I don't care what you call it. Shrimp dick. Shrimp shack. And it got to the point where we were messing around at one point And I was like, I said something. He was like, that's not my penis. And I was like, oops, not my fault. Like is you shouldn't be I mean he can't help it but I don't have to deal with that because I'm right, grown like, like I right, said right but he asked me that but I ignored him right uh-huh. I ignored him because I was just like he's not serious is he like I'm just gonna ignore it right but wait
0: so what what was the setting where he asked like
1: we were in the bed c- okay, okay we were in the bed like messing around uh-huh. and like he had he didn't have his jeans on uh-huh on, like his boxers okay okay and so you know we were like he was like on top of me and uh-huh. stuff like that. And then he was just like, yes. Yeah, so i like, what do you think? And I'm sitting here like, who does that? That was that was red flag, like number four, five, six. But I was still around. <laughs> it's my dumb self doing that. Just lonely. It was cold. I didn't mention that. It was real cold Aww. at this time. So I was just like, mm, it's, it's heat. Right, right. It's cuff what cuffing season. You cuff for the the winter and then you let everybody go. Exactly. You let everybody go. So that happened. And I ignored it, you know, trying to like disassociate.
0: Yeah, because that's awkward (laughs) and you don't want to hear my answer. Right. So like, let's move on.
1: Right. So then, you know, this is probably two or three weeks later. Mm -hmm. This was a very fast process, right? Like, met him at the Starbucks. We went to dinner. He made me pay for myself. All of these other things, Mm -hmm. right? And now we're here. Um, started at the Starbucks now we're here. (laughs) Um, so he, um, so we ended up like being in the bed again or something and I got mad. I was like, are you going to fuck me or what? Like this, I'm tired of this. Like, I, I don't need to be dealing with this. I could be out here like having sex. Mind you, this dude had a little air about him, right? Okay. Because I felt like, you know, tall, dark skin, muscular. He's you feeling know, himself. Feeling himself. We went to Hopkins, probably had all them little Asian girls and white girls all over him. Probably. Girl, which reminded me, I got a scandalous story to tell about him. It just gets better. <laughs> it really gets better. Okay. So, you know, and I told him, I was like, you know, I know people who are getting JDs and PhDs at Ivy League schools right right now. Right. Like I know you think your Hopkins degree is like cute and you feel like because you're a black man in America without kids and no criminal record and (sighs) you're very attractive. I mean, he's very attractive. Really? He's very attractive. But that's why you
0: put up with all that for so long. I
1: did. I'm gonna be real (laughs) with you. I did because not because I was like interested in him or like liked him, but he was there. Yeah.
0: Problematic. Look at
1: but something to play with for a little exactly, bit. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, you way too young and your priorities are like really messed up. Like you think that you're so special. I'm like, I'm getting a master's degree too. So like Right, you don't have anything I don't got. So Right, right. So, you know, at this point, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to the point when I got real mad. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, you're gonna fuck me or what? Like, what's the deal? Because at this point, everything is hot and heavy. We're always getting to these points. It's hot and heavy, mm-hmm. hot and heavy. And then um, you know. I don't remember what happened exactly, but he asked me about his penis size again. So
0: this he point. his feelings hurt.
1: He did. He was begging for it, Randy, because, you know, I ignored it the first time. I tried to be nice. Yeah. really yeah. did try to yeah. be nice. So at this point, because you're not giving me the D, you're not even, like, eating the pussy. You're not doing anything. Oh, snap. Anything. What you doing, then? Like- right. My, oh, gosh, more things are coming to light. I'm sorry. I just remembered another, like, fucked up thing about him Uh but anyway I'm gonna finish the story and then I'll get to that so he um he you know asked me that and because I was mad I was like do you want the truth I gave him an out I gave him an out
0: you gotta take it like cause when we give it to you you gotta take it cause it's never gonna be pretty what's on the other side of like that question like you don't you don't (laughs) wanna know cause I've been there like I've been there yeah like and when you when you are you sure and they still want to hear it, then, hey, but go ahead. And,
1: you know, you know, me being me, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat because right. at this point you're not giving me sex. You're not giving me anything. At this point, you're a waste <laughs> of time. Right. So um, I told him I was like, I mean, I've seen bigger. Mm-hmm. I've had bigger. And he was like, oh. and that's a nice way. Exactly. I was still nice. I was still very nice. I ain't be like that boy, shrimp, 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 shrimp. <laughs> I didn't say that. Right. <laughs> Like micro penis, like we're damn. basically bumping coochies here. Damn, damn,
0: that's unfortunate. Yikes!
1: So, I told him that he was like uh, uh, all acting all shocked. He was like, "Really, really?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Have you not
0: seen other penises before?" Right. I was gonna say you gotta know
1: exactly. And he was like, "I mean, I have like when I was in college, and we all were like comparing. Which why were y'all doing that anyway? I mean, I guess that's what people with penises do. I guess. Um, do. but." Uh he was saying that and I was thinking, you must have went to school with some white boys because or some like Asian boys because they ain't no way you've been around a bunch of other black men right. and think your penis is that big. It's on par. Like even when it's like hard, it's not hard. Yeah. It's still flaccid. Oh. And that's
0: the worst
1: and nothing irritates me more than small penises. Like you got some nerve. Like who (laughs) do you think you are? I mean, again, like men, you know, people can't help what they're born with, but I can help who I sleep with. Right. 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 You know, there, and Oh, mind you, now he gets in his feelings, right? He wanted the truth. Mm -hmm. I gave him the truth afterwards. You know, we started having conversations. Oh, let me back up. So, I told him, I was like, why do you keep asking me that? I was like, that's very strange. I
0: was like, are you a virgin? Was he a virgin? Girl, he was a virgin. <gasps> really? Oh, because because he's seven day advented. Is that
1: why? Allegedly. Right? Like, but you're doing everything
0: else. Right. But you're a virgin. Huh. Was he embarrassed? Like, what? Did, like, I don't. I don't know the boy just
1: you know he was just shocked that I said what I said but honestly Randy like what was I supposed to say I I couldn't lie and like you said I was nice so he had to deal with what I said and how I said it um so yeah he was like yeah and I was just like oh lord and you know I didn't necessarily hold it against him because like I mean I've dealt with like dudes who are virgins before. Same. But you're a virgin with a small penis, that's a whole no. different story. <laughs> exactly. There's not much I can teach you here. Right. So yeah, there's just
0: nothing to do. There's
1: nowhere to go. Right. And honestly, like, you know, I had just came out of like a monogamous situation where I was sleeping with a dude that was like slanging. So I just <laughs> couldn't. I was like, this is backtracking. This is a regression. No, is back- <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not gonna do this. I'm not signing up for this. That's so really, uh, um, you know, we eventually Well, I eventually like broke it off with him, but I want to tell you a story about him, which this is this is why people who are religious, you know, in in the context that I understand it Mm -hmm. confuse me. So this dude was telling me about a a woman that he was dating or whatever. And it came out that she had a past history of dating women. Okay, And he was saying how, like, he just couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it, it hit because of his faith. Right, his faith. Uh-huh. Even though he's in my bed, right, slopping all over me, but right. his faith right. wouldn't allow him to be with a woman who had a past, like a sexual history mm-hmm. with women. So that you know, I was on red flag hundred by then. Like I should have just ran, but like I already told you, right, it was a body. Um, but yeah, that was just I just was like, are you kidding me? Like no, that's
0: that's silly. It just and then he end. was like,
1: well, you have to you have to be patient with me like you understand i grew up in a sheltered environment i'm like i don't have to do anything like i feel you do but like i'm not the one for you you're not we're not the same level like and because of your faith we have fundamental different beliefs right like if you believe that you can't be with a woman because she has a sexual history um with women or she's attracted to women like i that doesn't register to me as a way of life right to, like you can't think that way right um if you're gonna be like a person in my life like i don't have friends who think like that. exactly so exactly this just wouldn't work i couldn't even bring you around my friends and i remember him even saying something real problematic about i was like well i have tons of gay friends He was like well as long as they don't come around me Mm-mm. what Mm-mm. you ain't even that fine in your dick Mm-mm. little they wouldn't Mm-mm. want you like no. <laughs> they don't want you they don't want you because you couldn't do anything <laughs> for them but, girl, the icing on the cake oh, is shit. I saw him recently. Really? In two different incidences. The first incident, I was walking home from work, and he was, like, a block up. Uh-huh. Um, and I hadn't seen him since we, like, I cut it off with him. I was just like, look, dude, no hard feelings. But I don't even know. if Like, I try to be his friend afterwards. Yeah. Just like, hey, let's just be friends. And he had an attitude. I was like, "Oh, bet." And then I cut him off. And then he wants to go on and
0: have your attitude. He wants to come back around. He
1: sent me an email, and I don't know what it is. I don't. I have like three people in my history that have sent me emails. (laughs) Like stop. But then I recently sent somebody an email, so I was like, "All right, whatever." But like still, you know, don't send me no email. Right. So I saw him, girl. Why he ran from me?
0: No, he didn't.
1: Yes, he did. He. Booked up the street up St. Paul uh-huh. and then disappeared into like that barbershop shop that's near Grand House. Oh, he sure. was gone. I was like, "Why are you in your feelings?" So that was like maybe two months ago. Mm-hmm. Then I was um, coming from uh, cleaning out my storage that I had out in Catonsville. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember where I'm where I'm at. Um, getting ready to get on some some highway and. This car beside me, Are you serious? this dude is acting strange. And like I can see him kind of like peering out. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is this dude being uh-huh. creepy? Because I had another dude in my car. Oh. I'm like, why is this dude being creepy? Like, and he's not, the guy was non-black. And so, you know how sometimes black men, when they see black women with non-black okay. men, okay. they can be real extra. Got you. Got you. So I thought it was one of those situations. Yeah after peering he does a full look and I see who it is and I was like interesting (laughs) so I just kept looking straight ahead but I was talking to the guy beside me I was like oh my gosh I can't believe who that is Uh like he keeps looking and he kept turning like he couldn't believe it was me like he looked he was like like, look oh what are you doing he just was like had this his ugly shocked face and his big old lip was just like (laughs) don't say his big old lip (laughs) I'm (laughs) like You know, I enjoy full lips, but I'm just saying it was hanging. (laughs) Right. After. Right.
0: Once I don't like you, it's a big old (laughs) lip. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, so you just keep looking at me and he keeps looking and he's driving. We're driving right beside each other. And I was like, that's weird. And I made a face the first time I was like, "Mm," and then I kept looking for it. So then he's still beside me. Then he gets aggressive and he, like, aggressively changed lanes and then he, like, waves through the sunroof. Are roof.
0: you serious? He wa- I'm
1: dead serious. He waves through the sunroof and then aggressively changed back in the other lane and speeds off.
0: That's so weird. He is weird. He is very weird. And then
1: I didn't tell the other part of the story. Apparently, he was having a pending case at Hopkins for some sexual whatever. Some girl, serious? some girl was accusing him of like stalking, not, maybe not sexual. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but like stalking him or stalking trying him. her. Yeah. Stalking her. Excuse me. Stalking her. And he was like, had to meet with the I-9 coordinator, mm-hmm. Title Nine. excuse mm-hmm. me, Title mm-hmm. Nine coordinator.
0: I just, when he was explaining that, I was like, that's too much. You got too There's much too going much. on and
1: you are crazy.
0: Well, that's, that's one of the things I think is really funny is women often get this label of crazy where I have met more men who i personally <laughs> would classify as crazy th- than women because like why are you why are you waving out the sunroof <laughs> Like why are you Peep, just doing peeping. The, no peeping around the? What are you? You're just doing the most, like sir. Like we parted ways. You you do your thing, I'll do mine, and that's it. It doesn't have to be a thing, right? Like, right.
1: And and this is what I wanted to say earlier. So back to when he, you know, when I was talking about like how small his dick is and mm-hmm. things like that, um, he at some point I guess to try to get me back mm-hmm. had made a comment about well, you know, I've dated like women that have had bigger butts than you, and I was Girl. just like,
0: okay. And that still don't change the fact that you, you <laughs> Shrimp
1: Shack. Right. That does not change the fact. Right. Facts are facts. Like, I And I just was like,
0: wow. Wow. They can be real sensitive sometimes. Like, really, really sensitive.
1: Right. Like, it was just so crazy. So that whole situation was crazy to me. And I was like, you know what? You know, oh, this fool even talked me into buying mm-hmm. the weight. Wait. The Weight, that book by Megan Good and um her husband. Oh. Now, girl, I done been having sex for how long? <laughs> what, was past, <laughs> what was I thinking?
0: We way past this. What was hilarious. I thinking? What was I thinking? You just trying. I oh, don't know, girl. Actually, I just. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good. Like that body, that face, that big lip. It was just, it did something to you.
1: Girl, had I known he was shrimp shack, I would have like, I ain't
0: reading that. Right. And wait now for I the got next the book nigga. That's I have them away for. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I got that stupid book on my Kindle. You oh, can't get rid of you it. You can't even sell it. Like you just got it. <laughs> I just can't believe that. I'm just like, yeah, but you know, if anything it taught me, you know, there are always signs. Mm-hmm. And I should have spoke up, but I guess, you know, as like quote unquote independent and like black feminist woman as I am, you know, I'm still a woman right. in a capitalist patriarchal white supremacist society. Absolutely. So yeah, in my head and the theories, it sounds good, but in practice, when I'm in front of a man and I don't necessarily want him to go away, mm-hmm. how accommodating can I really? You know, I, I can be really accommodating. Yeah, um, yeah. But if anything, it's just a lesson learned that there are always signs, and that go with your gut feelings. Cause go with your gut. I should have known the minute that first time we messed around, and he was just acting real strange, and then we asked me about his penis size. And then just that stuff about, you know, can't date someone who, like, has, like, that is either bisexual or whatever. Right, right. What does that have to do with you? He's like, well, you know. Like, sir, let me tell you right now. You're not going to be the best thing that your wife has ever had. And that's why I was literally talking to another dude about this. Like, men are fixated with this idea. Like, so men want a pure woman, Mm -hmm. but then they want you to be some freak. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? That doesn't happen by sleeping with the same person over and over. Or freaks aren't
0: born. They're made (laughs) hello in the bed. Hello.
1: And everywhere else. Hello. (laughs) And again, like I said, you know, excuse me. I was just coming off of, you know, a a pretty long, you know, sexual history with someone Mm -hmm. who Made my body do things it never did before, mm-hmm. so wasn't no way I was going back, right? And that's just the fact. And you know, since then, I just—I mean, I haven't come across like micro penises, right. but maybe it's me, Randy. But it's just a shortage of big dick niggas, because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like, I maybe I'm just not in the right place, the right time. I'm not acting right, but like. It it makes me sad because I literally
0: like we need to investigate this. Like we We do, especially.
1: Oh, and then can I get a big dick nigga that don't want to smoke you out? Right. Like in like. That's not enough for me. Right, like, right. you know, you actually, I, also have something to offer. I can't have yeah, a conversation. Like, and... Oh, let me buy you this. Like, th- let me smoke you out. Whatever. It's like I'm not this. I'm not a smoker, so like that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and then if I gotta pick you up, like, can you have your shit together? Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's
1: what I had the best of both worlds with that with the big dick. <laughs> yeah, I need I need big dicks. And, like, that's I feel real. like all black women deserve big dicks. No, absolutely. We've I mean, earned it can't really say all women because I can't relate to their experiences. Black women should not be sleeping with any man that has a small penis.
0: Right. We just, we've, we've earned the right to large dicks. Yes. (laughs) I I agree. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing. That was a beautiful story. You're (laughs) welcome. um, It's comical. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And now I'm going to have to be on the lookout for some... Tall, dark skin, big lip, little dick black man in Baltimore. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know he's out there yes. to be aware. Yes. Um, so let's transition into asking for a friend okay. so I can get your advice on all things love and dating and relationships. Okay. Um, well, based on the story you just told, I am curious. When so if you're actually interested in someone like not just some, you know, random nigga from Starbucks who's Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, I was gonna say get you a meal. He ain't trying to get (laughs) you a meal either. But some random nigga who is just, you know, for the time being, if you're actually interested in someone, when do you think is appropriate to get physical, have sex?
1: So I would say that I'm pretty like sexually empowered. So I feel like the moment both parties decide that that's what they want then so be it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just don't have a history of waiting for the perfect time. Right. Yeah. Like it pretty much just happens when it happens. Um, I mean, I have thought about, you know, maybe let's see where this goes, but like, why? Like, is it because we genuinely feel that way or are we still feeling pressure from like these social constructs um, and social norms that say, well, sex complicates everything. Like, Yeah, but also, like, not having sex complicates things because sex is a physiological need, Mm -hmm. says Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, I think moving forward, I I think my hope is to, for someone who I'm genuinely interested in, Mm -hmm. like, maybe let's not sleep together, like, the first three weeks, but if we are consistently um spending time together beyond just like coming over my house at night or on the weekends Mm -hmm. but like we're doing things we're going places we're sharing really like deep spiritual um conversations and Mm -hmm. energy then i think um that's a point where i that's 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 how i want to move forward Mm -hmm. is when we get to that point um because i i think um You know, if you are really interested in someone waiting till there's like that deeper connection, Mm -hmm. um, it just makes for better sex. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the one dude that I told you that I was sleeping with monogamously, like we slept together maybe like the third or fourth time we hung out. And like the first two times we had sex, it was okay, But like that other time, it was like bananas, cracking bananas. (laughs) And it just got more. Right. But at that point. You know we had spent more time together there was just more interest um different things like that so i you know i don't have a prescription mm-hmm. but i will say if it's a do you're really really interested in maybe wait a month okay if i had to give it a number yeah wait a month wait a okay month. i know i guess i've heard like oh three month mark but i'm like that's too long like we much. have physiological needs. Right. Like you want me to wait 3 months for what? To to prove what to whom? Right. To yourself?
0: Well, so I, and this is something I still struggle with personally yeah. because I'll say that I don't want to be governed by societal norms to say that I have to wait, right? Mm-hmm. But I've also dealt with niggas and even though at at 30 I've noticed that men are don't only uh, not all men, but men that I interact with generally don't right (laughs) Don't only want sex, but that's definitely a big part of what they want from you. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe this is something internal, but like once I feel like I have made myself vulnerable to you in that way, and then you do some shit that pisses me off or makes me think that you aren't interested in being vulnerable with me in that way cuz that might mean something different for you, you know right. what i mean? Then i feel salty. Right. I feel some type of way. Right. And
1: yeah. So i guess that's why i said like if i had to give it a marker, give it a month because i don't know how fast you move emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Um but for me like i absolutely agree and so like again, even though i'm saying oh be empowered like have sex when you want to have sex, there's still a strategy. Mhm. Um because we do live in a patriarchal, Absolutely. misogynistic society. So even if you personally have these values, you like hold these values and beliefs, you got to think about it. Where does this man stand on these issues? Right. And is it beyond just like, yeah, I think, you know, women should like know what they want because that's not sufficient. Right. Like it should go beyond that. It should be like, like, um, you know, more con- having those conversations about agency and, Um, vulnerability and emotional intelligence I guess in my head that's what I envision happening before
0: Mm, like if this is mm.
1: the dude I'm genuinely interested in we're having those conversations and based off of his responses if they align with what I believe then you know if it's a month if it's two months whatever I and and that's why I said I do think moving forward I am going to be a little bit more strategic about you know if it's a dude that I'm genuinely interested in like let me not be carnal here because you know (laughs) because it does complicate it it can complicate it in the sense that we just live in the society we live in and until our society changes unfortunately the individual who is more vulnerable who's doing more of the emotional labor is gonna face the greatest risk Mm -hmm. so you do have to just wait a little bit and and see what happens right like if you don't give him sex even if both of y'all want to have sex but you don't give it to him how does he act
0: right right and
1: i think because you want to give people time to show who they are
0: exactly so exactly so I, I,
1: I, I think i struggle with the same thing like i said i just said a month for no i feel because like i think
0: you hit on something that i could i could that resonated with me i could agree with is once you start once you ask the questions to understand where their values are, um, and what's important to them, and what is you know vulnerability to them, and once you can get very clear answers with that, and it's something you align with then you know move forward I could agree with that because I think it's easy to be hanging out be having a good time really enjoy each other's company think that you know check oh he does this 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 Mm -hmm. okay these boxes are checked off but that doesn't mean like have you progressed to that next level of question right right. and just because a certain amount of time has passed doesn't mean that you understand who he is or he understands who you are right and
1: And that's why I think asking for intentions up front is important even though it's risky Mm -hmm. because a lot of men my my friend actually wrote an article about this and went viral and she just got all sorts of crazy responses I'm to it. that send yes I will send you the link but you know we just live in a time and place as black women in America mm-hmm. we do not have time nor do we deserve to be dealing with men who don't know what they want oh, it's one thing for you to be like still figuring out certain aspects of like your emotional mental physical health It's another for you to be spending time with a person, Mm -hmm. investing in a person, um, you know, all all of these things. And then all of a sudden say, well, you don't know what you want, but you clearly want something if you're calling me to spend time with me. Like there's something there. And if it's not, leave me alone. Don't don't. (laughs) Put me in the position where I have to do the emotional um, and mental gymnastics, right? Right. And, you know, I think sometimes it's like when men hear that, at least this is the argument, when men hear that, it's like, oh, they think you want, like, a relationship or that you want marriage. I'm just simply asking you, why are you here?
0: No. That is such a fundamental basic concept that I talk about with my friends all the time that men just don't understand, (laughs) like – me asking you what your intentions are and what we're doing here does not mean I want to spend the rest of my, like I might not want to spend the rest of this week with you, but I need to know that what I'm investing is being matched on your end. But a lot of the reasons,
1: like a lot of the times men don't want to answer that question because they can't get their cake and eat it too.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's That's honestly
1: what I've, I've, I've surmised it to be right because When a woman says, what are your intentions? Now she's taking control. Mm -hmm. Now she's having agency. Now she's saying, if you are not what I'm looking for, then I can dismiss you. But a lot of the times men don't want that. Mm -hmm. They want you to be okay with whatever they're offering you. And I feel like, especially as black women, we can be really vulnerable to that because society you know, says all of these things. I mean, you look at research studies where they so they say in terms of, like, dating, black women are always, like, at the bottom of the mm-hmm. pool. And so it's real easy for black women to feel like we don't have to ask those questions or we shouldn't, mm-hmm. right? Um, because if we
0: do, you're scaring a man off if you ask those questions. And you know questions.
1: what? If he's the right man, and I hate to say that sounds so cliche, but the right man is not going to be scared. It, and that's it. we as women need to accept that 99% of men just aren't going to make the cut. Like, the majority... Almost all of the men that we encounter won't make the cut, yeah. and I think the more we make peace with that, all of this easier said than done, right? Because we're gonna get our hearts broken, Absolutely. we're gonna be disappointed. But the easier you realize, like, hmm, if a dude wants to invest his time, he will, because these men show up for their jobs. They show up to play sports at the y,
0: play basketball at the Y regularly, to go to the gym. <laughs> No. These niggas be in the gym seven days out of the week. If they so you can commit They don't something. have commitment issues. Right. 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 They just don't want to give up the privilege. Absolutely.
1: And, you know, there was a dude who I was talking was real cool. He seemed nice. And, I mean, I did have sex with him. Um, and then after that, you know, he just was seeming really weird and tried to, like, Make a comment about me asking, like, where have you like why haven't we communicated? Like we were doing all of this communication mm-hmm. and we went on this date, we slept together, and then you go kind of ghost, mm-hmm. but I left something in his car, so I needed to get it. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to tell me, Well, I have a life. And I'm just like, dude, like, so you can't respond. Right. And then he did it. We hung out a second time, but he was complaining and I just was like, whatever. And then after that, like, I, you know, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't know what you think this is. And so he tried to like hit me up on Facebook Messenger and then I read it, left them on red because, you know, they got red receipts <laughs> right. now. And he texted me, left his ass on red and he didn't try to reach out to me again. I'm glad, you know, right. I'm not the one. Right. Like, I'm not the one. And I don't know if you feel like because like I'm not like the baddest bitch in, 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 in the world. But
0: that you could treat me
1: like that you know because i
0: feel like men do that right? right like men they you know
1: you know what i'm talking about
0: no that's funny too because i mean one of my really really good friends uh first of all you're gorgeous and you are a bad bitch we all bad bitches right but you, but you under- but i understand what you're okay. saying from a physiological perspective from what society deems as yes. beautiful and quote unquote bad bitch yeah i have a i have one of my good friends she is what some society. a lot of people society yeah. would deem a bad bitch and she goes through the same shit yeah. as every other woman that I know. Yeah. And the niggas are worse if anything cuz they look good and so they think they the shit and think that they can treat her with the same uh, the, as little respect as they would treat any other yeah. woman. Yeah. And so I mean, That's I mean, so you Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I just always go back to the example Holly Berry got cheated on. And she what I mean, she's the most beautiful, you know what I mean? By society standards. So you're right. These rinky dinky, regular, schmegula degula. You know what I mean? And it's whatever. Let me don't yes. get it. <laughs> <Your> case, <sis. laughs> exactly. you OK, because because these I mean, I, mean and I, you know, I don't I don't want to come up with too harsh a labels, but these men who are less than, you know, society's definition of attractive, less than my definition of attractive. Um, dad bods galore, um, they you be know, the main ones. they be the ones they they be the main ones who'd be like, I'm mm. like, really, really, really get my New York. really? I mean, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But to your earlier point I have a question, um, cause I'll say for me personally, in my experience, I've been, This past year, coming to the realization that you, thank God, came to earlier than I did, um, that there are certain things that I should accept and certain things I shouldn't accept. And any man who's not willing to do very basic, simple things just isn't the right partner for me. Period. It's not a T. It's not a bet Like, (laughs) it's just it is what it is. And there's plenty of other men out there. However... Let's be real. That as a thirty-year-old, like multi-degree Black woman of a certain income bracket, if I'm looking for a partner who matches me credentially, the pickings are our pickings are quite slim. And so, how do you go about navigating that? Because that's something I also, <laughs> um, I also, you know, struggle with. Because I mean, yeah. and to be perfectly honest, the way that I come to terms with it is. I am going to be happy with the life I create for myself by myself, and for the and bring into my life people who, on a platonic level, you know, who bring me, who fulfill me, and bring me joy. But I'm not necessarily holding my breath for that partner who has all these qualities and characteristics that um, I'm looking for. So, you know, I just be over here lonely.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think maybe I have a. Like- a two part answer. Okay. So I think to your your point about you know being the age that you are, the income bracket, the education that you have, you know, I think that location matters. That's right? real. Location That's real. matters. And as it stands, you live in Baltimore. Now I Maryland. live in Baltimore, <laughs> and I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> the state of the education system right, in Baltimore, right, right. the the economy, the, it, it's absurd, right? Yeah. The you know um, the unfortunate you know effects of white supremacist capitalist policies, and you know, just how that really impedes a whole community. Absolutely, right? absolutely. I will say that. I think there are certain decisions that you have to make. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you have to decide like, okay, say you met a guy, you know, maybe he at least has to have a bachelor's or it's, that's up to you for me. Like I go back and forth. I'm like, Oh, you need to at least have a bachelor's, but maybe you can be self-made, whatever, whatever. It really just, in that department, it depends. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still think I would at least like for you to have a bachelor's. um, But I, still really think it depends because you don't know what you don't know. And if you've never met somebody that doesn't have those quote-unquote qualifications, you can't really say, well, I'm not going to date, you know, whatever, because college is expensive. (sighs) And, you know, people come from all walks of life. So I feel like in that, in terms of like the education piece, I think that's where I'm the most flexible. Okay. Because I know plenty of uh, credentialed Negroes who ain't shit. So, you know, it's one thing to not have a degree and, like, unfortunately, like, have, like, a criminal record and still be in the streets. Mm-hmm. It's another to not have, like, a bachelor's. Maybe you have a trade and associate.
0: Right. And, like, you have
1: other things. Like, there, there are. Because you can still
0: have a hustle and a grind and drive right, and so, ambition. So, I,
1: honestly, I think that's where it really lies in. Ambition, not potential.
0: Right. <laughs> Two different things. Two
1: different things. So, you know, I think for me, because, you know, I was interacting with a dude who had very high salary earning and he was the worst, (laughs) who was the worst, That's absolute worst because of the industry he was in. Uh So like, I think it would be damaging for us to be like, you have to match us one-to-one because it's, Within our community, I mean, if you're staying within the black community now, if you wanna date interracially and all that other stuff, that's a different story. Right. But if you're trying to date black men, a one-to-one match, I don't know that it even needs to be that way. You can have the standard and say, I would prefer for you to at least have a bachelor's degree and I would prefer for you to have a certain income bracket. But I think you have to also look beyond that. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the extremities of like Again, somebody that's out in the street right, hustling. Right, that's unacceptable. Right, right. And I had a friend, she was dealing with a drug dealer, and I was like, girl,
0: bye. No, that's a lie. You don't need that's to do all of that. way too much. Right. I'll be by myself.
1: Right. But say you're dating a dude, you know, got a BA, maybe in communications, and he's working at, like, a major marketing comms firm, and he's set to be level up. Mm-hmm. You know, you, ha- you just really have to get to know that individual on a personal level. And but you can still make that choice. You can still not have that give that room. I just think for me being a black woman in America and and, and being so well versed and knowledgeable about the the context of the society mm-hmm. that we live in, I don't know that I'm going to I'm going to necessarily like meet a black dude that as is, is as multi-credentialed as me. Right. Especially In Baltimore, like, maybe if we go to Georgia or, like, the Northeast, but even still, it's very, like, very few black men even complete a four-year degree. So for us to be like, well, you need to also have a master's, I I personally, and and that's not what you said, but I think sometimes black women feel like, well, I did all of this work. Yes, you did do all of that work. But you need to just really think about what matters to you, mm-hmm. and for me, it doesn't have to be a one-to-one because maybe you have that bachelor's degree, but maybe you're well self you're a self-studier, and you can talk about everything from Emmanuel Kant to what happened with the housing crisis to what's going on in another country with um, their poverty policy, like. You know, like, I feel like intelligence is just more than having that degree. And we know that. I I just feel like it's somewhat ironic that as educated black women, we're often like, well, you know, we're more than just our degrees and this. And like, you know, there are these social constructs that maybe hold us back from being even as great as we can be. But then look at our men. And don't get me wrong, I have a huge gripe with cis heterosexual black men right Mm -hmm. now. Like a serious gripe with them. But also at the same time, I recognize that there are many pieces involved. And so I just encourage your friend (laughs) to think about that. Does it need to be a one-to-one match? Cause honestly, it's never going to be a one-to-one because we have flaws. Absolutely. These, and I have met some incredibly intelligent black men. I've met them. They may already be dating or, you know, they're not interested right now, but like, they exist. Like, this dude I was sitting down with today.
0: hmm
1: Like, the stuff he – I was like, <laughs> interesting. And not because he was like, oh, yeah, I got this degree and that degree. But he's a reader. The books that he was talking about, he gave me a list of books that I should read. He was talking about his self-care practices. Like, those things are appealing to me. Now, you can't be broke, and that's just what it is. Now, I think that's where the real challenge comes from, right, mm-hmm. is, you know, money matters. right. So even if you do have all those smarts, you need to be able to translate it into an income that's, if we're going to be serious, can support what may become a family. Right. And that's just, that's just the bottom line because I see too many black women marrying down or being with
0: these men who. Well, so what does that mean
1: though? Marrying marrying down. down. I I guess I'm speaking from a strictly income perspective. Like, especially given like we're already black and female. So we may be dealing with our own wage discrimination, right? Wage inequality. And then you're going to turn around and like be with a black man. Who's also like, if you have stuff, I feel like if you have things going for yourself and you are of a certain income bracket or you're like projected to be of a certain income bracket, like that's a, that's a critical thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, if you're both okay with the woman being the breadwinner, then fine. Yeah. But make sure that that's okay. Right. And I, unfortunately I I think people say it's okay, especially black women, but let's be real. We love to say I worked hard for this and I did this and nobody's going to, then you don't need to be with somebody period who, who, who makes less money than you Mm -hmm. and be okay in that. And then like, be okay, be comfortable in your singleness and like, Again, marriage and, and partnership and all of that, like, our social constructs. Although, partnership does help, right? Split chores. It, it alleviates <laughs> right. a lot of, you know, like, I wish I could go home and dinner was already cooked for Right, me. right. And those, like, partnership matters in that sense. But I think that we just have to reimagine um, what, like, companionship and love and partnership looks like for us because – we're just dealing with what we're dealing with right. in our community. Right. And, and there's no real easy way to say it. And people yeah. love to be like, oh, there are good black men out there. It's not about being good. It's about being compatible. Right. That's real. That's very real. People love to say, oh, it's good black men. I know there are good black men in the world. Are they compatible
0: with me? Right, right. Because you could be a church-going, God-fearing, hard-working. But guess what? You, you, you got a hard stop on me with, like, church going like we're not compatible because i too am not i don't go to church i'm not religious i don't right. classify myself that way and so on paper like you might be next best in the sliced spread but if you're not compatible with me then what are we doing right. you know this is it doesn't develop into right. anyway
1: and i just again and i would just encourage you or your friend whomever <laughs> whomever to just be open. Yeah. But be reasonably open. Don't again, don't be out here dating these drug dealers, dudes <laughs> that got five, six felons, they own probation. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. But maybe there's a dude who like he has what he has. He has other ambitions. He's passionate. He gets because see, a big deal breaker for me is if you're not involved in your community and you have no sense of consciousness. Mm. You can make all the money in the world but if you do not have a sense of consciousness mm-hmm. if you do not have a spiritual connection to your community mm-hmm. and if you do not have like a reverence for black women i'm not talking to you that's real i'm not because those things are my core values mm-hmm. and that's what we should really be looking at like yes the extra stuff matters but the core values is
0: is what's going to keep the long-term sustainable
1: yeah partnership yeah because again people who are extremely wealthy they get divorced every day absolutely
0: but so i don't know some of the things you said i definitely agree with um it just almost sounds like and i don't i don't want this to come out the wrong way but it almost sounds like black women of a certain socioeconomic status um have to settle for lack of a better word and not saying that settling is bad because I think we all settle I think a lot of people every day are settling in their marriages and their relationships regularly routinely um whatever qualifications they're settling on um and I 100% agree that there are, are a a ton of other factors to evaluate a partner on however i think the one thing that has made it hard especially out here in the day of you know tinder and okcupid and all that stuff is you have to narrow your choices to a certain extent and how do you for lack of a better word weed out you know the ones who aren't worth your time if you don't have like a certain level of or, or certain you know qualifications that you need to to meet um but I want to move into the next question yeah. um because I think this is another thing that <laughs> I'm asking questions. this ain't for a friend no more it's for me <laughs> um, where are you meeting all of these these men because it sounds like you know you said you were just with someone yesterday that you was talking to because you know I think it's it's if you're looking for a, a man of a certain level, education level, you can, you know, look at certain locations, go to book clubs, whatever, universities, libraries, whatever. Yeah. But if you're just looking for an ambitious, hardworking black man, where do you go? So when I said <laughs> Starbucks, no. <laughs> no,
1: when I said they're out there like. That's more of a belief. Yeah. Right? Because I haven't met every single person in the world. Like, it's really a, on a superficial level that I said that, mm-hmm. right? The dude that I met today, like, um, we're in a fellowship together. Okay. And this fellowship attracts a certain type of people. Now, his income probably Nothing isn't it. stellar. Right. Right. <laughs> Because of the the line of work we're in, right? But he's he he is who he is. But then again, I just like had a real personal conversation with him today. I know nothing about his like I don't know enough about him. And again, we just really like had a very it was like a a deep surface level conversation. And I'm gonna see him on Thursday because I have to get a book from him. Um, let me know how it goes. I will. (laughs) I will. Um, so. You know, I will say that I think it's interesting for me because at the end of the day, you have to be guided by like what you really are attracted to. Mm-hmm. And I will say, almost to a fault, I have a deep attraction for like these men who are just like deep in this, the 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 scholarship, and deep into like their sense of self and their spiritual. Right. It's it's definitely a hypnosis mm-hmm. when it comes to that for me. But I also think, me personally. Like, yeah, it would be nice to date a dude or, like, end up married maybe to someone who's, like, really rich or, like, has makes a decent living. Yeah. But I guess why I'm, like, reticent to, like, put all my eggs in a basket with that is just because he can do that. But if his soul and spirit ain't right, then I'm not with it. And so in terms of, like, where are we meeting these men... I'm not (laughs) okay. Okay, you know when I show up to some of you know they got with the Greater Baltimore Urban League. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, those dudes are already married and they're like mid thirties. Oh yeah, I
0: I fundamentally still willing to talk to you and look at you and exchange contact information with right, right.
1: I I unfortunately I fundamentally believe that it is just really slim picking. Yeah. Um. There's like really no easy way to say it. And then like even the good dudes, again, some of them ride that like good dude weight, right? So they're not actually pulling the weight that they should be pulling. So what I have kind of quote unquote settled on is I have to be me. I have Mm -hmm. to show up as I am. Mm -hmm. And I am a firm believer that men will do the work for a woman that they want to do the work for. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, 100 any any person is willing to put in the work for something they want and that, whether that's a person whether it's a woman whether it's a man whether it's whatever
1: right and and you know because i you know many a times i felt like i've been like that stepping stone mm. a dude is like oh i don't have my stuff together mm. whatever, whatever he he drains you he heals and then he Next thing you know, a month later, he didn't got a whole girlfriend. A whole entire girlfriend. Two years later, they're getting married. Yep. But he told you he wasn't ready. Yep. So that's why I said, like, uh, you know, it's tough. It's just tough. In Baltimore especially, I don't know where these men at. They have those uh, Black Power Happy Hours. I don't know about them. I'll I'll share a link with you, but they have one tomorrow, I think. It's headed by LBS. Okay, okay. But even still, you show up to their spaces, mostly women, right? Mostly black women. And the black dudes that do show up, you got a, a, a variety of them. You got the ones that are conscious for pussy. Mm-hmm. You got the ones who are married, so pretty much they're off limits, right? right. Or you got the dudes who are just like, Deep in the work and the revolution that mm. they can't commit. Got you.
0: Okay. So okay.
1: again, I I don't think what I said earlier is about settling as much as about just expanding, reimagining.
0: I really liked that word that you just used. Yeah.
1: Reimagine. We have to reimagine because I feel like if we hold on to these notions, you're not gonna be happy. Because like you know, let me posit this. Like if you had to do. Maybe his salary, like, it's decent, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, like, stellar. It's right. decent. Like, maybe you earn more than him. Mm-hmm. But he's very emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. right? So you don't got to deal with taking care of a man child. Right. Which a lot of women do yes, have do. to. Like, it's women that have, like, CEO husbands. Their husbands don't even know their own phone number for their, like, <laughs> savings card right, at right. a grocery store, right? So he's very emotionally intelligent, right? Right. He is very caring. Mm-hmm. He's respectful. He, you know, your friends love him. Like, he's smart. He exposes you to a lot of different things. Is that settling? What no, do I t- don't think, I, right, w- I wouldn't right. classify that. But I'm saying, that, like, yeah. what when we say, like, oh, black women have to settle, What I feel like we have to unpack that a little bit more. We have to ask ourselves, what does that really mean? Are we saying we're settling because now, we're dating somebody who doesn't have the education and income level we want because I feel like that's literally where it stops. But I push back on that because then what about the black women that are dating the men who have the salary and the education income level? How emotionally intelligent are those partners? Mm -hmm. How much emotional labor are those women having to do Mm -hmm. in order to sustain the relationship? I don't want that. Absolutely. I'm telling you that right now. I can't do that. That's real. So again, got to reimagine and ultimately you have to decide for yourself and I feel like it's a decision that's made after having conversations with these men having those conversations about emotional intelligence seeing how he shows up does he check on you when you're sick does he offer to help you Mm -hmm. like there are different things that we can do to determine whether or not this will be a settling situation or not gotcha I just I don't know I just want black women to just think bigger
0: and I guess when I when I use the word settle what I'm more mean is it's almost like it's a privilege we don't have um yeah. to say I'll only date men who have PhDs like I am I only date PhDs you know like I can't say that because I'm gonna just be by myself not saying that's something I want and I aspire to but I'm saying it seems like white women would be able there's there's plenty of white women who could say that and and have successful men and or, or you know and that d- does that mean that they are happy? Does that mean they're in loving relationships? Does that mean that they are with partners who care about them or emotionally intelligent? Not necessarily, but at least they have the privilege of saying, "This is what I want, and I don't want to settle any, for anything less." And I just feel like, is it from a privilege? That- how is it a, if it is? It,
1: and I ask that because how is it a privilege if that rela- those relationships are unhealthy?
0: It doesn't. But 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 I'm saying is it's an option. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to lead to a relationship. But I I, unless I want to be alone, I don't have the option of saying I'm only going to date men of a certain education level I mean I could say I could obviously I could say that right. but realistically living in the world that we live in today <laughs> my options would be very 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 limited yeah and that's what I mean more so
1: and i and I get it but
0: I guess for me like that's just not a big deal for me right like but I also think that what you're saying like finances is- are very much attached to education level. It's hard to make a six-figure salary without having a certain level of education in in the way that our society is set up.
1: Absolutely, but then that's why I said it it just is one of those things that you have to decide for yourself because, you know, I don't necessarily, for me, I don't necessarily view white women being able to say, well, I'm only going to date men that have PhDs as a privilege because, again, when I hear some of these Stepford Wives' stories about, you know, what they're putting up with, like yeah they have the option but I don't want that.
0: I don't and I feel you but I guess what I'm saying is in a in this world the way that we live today. Yeah. Let's just make up hypothetically <laughs> 3% of of all men are emotionally intelligent and will have the you know will bring the emotional whatever <laughs> yeah so if if as a white woman I'm a, or, or as any woman saying I only date you know white men who have PhDs 3% of this far larger number gives me a greater chance of meeting someone who that's can true. fulfill me that's i guess what the point that I'm bringing up.
1: and and I understand that but then I guess you have to like, I don't... I I Unfortunately, I feel like we can't dwell on that. Because it's just going to be depressing. Yeah. No, absolutely. You, like, uh, it's just going to be... I mean, and, and like, I, mean, I have a friend. She's, like, super successful, right? Ex-Wall Streeter. You know, she's back in New York doing whatever, whatever. She has the worst time dating. She's conventionally... Tra- like, everything that you could ever imagine, she's right. very beautiful. Right. She has the worst time dating. Even men that are on Wall Street earning six figures. Like... So I, I think that there's no, there's not a method. Mm-hmm. It, it just is what it is. And it happens how it happens. And I know it sucks. And I think that's why in the meantime, black women, ha- we have to support each other. Mm-hmm. We have to affirm each other. Like we have to build as much community as we can in solidarity with each other because unfor- it's like, unfortunately, but like you could go around waving your finger like, uh-uh, you gotta head this, that, and the third, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, real. it's not gonna happen unless, like, you born into, like, upper-middle-class black family where, you that know, you're money. gonna be socialized. Right. Right. And you're, gu- like, I think about a couple of women that I went to undergraduate with, like, that are now, like, in Ivy League institutions, that they're engaged or they're already married. Mm. Cause that's how it works. right? Whereas everybody else, like and then, you know, not trying to be rude, but like then people who are maybe dealing with like extreme poverty and stuff like that, they're they in relationships. No, that's yeah, yeah. But sure. people who are kinda in the middle, I don't know what no. we got going on. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know. And and again I see it from people who are like earning six figures, close to six figures. They're not dating, like black women, they're not dating successfully. Black women who are maybe like, you know, a few brackets lower than that, but they're college educated and they got, they're involved in the communities. They're not dating either because it's just, there are all of these factors. Right. And I feel like we can, as black women, we should just focus on what we can focus on. Mm-hmm. Right. So that doesn't mean you don't date. That doesn't mean you don't have a good time, but you still set those expectations so that like, if a dude is coming to you correctly, he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's easier said than done because I still grapple with this too. But at the end of the day, you have to draw a hard line and wherever you draw that hard line is for you and you only. And nobody should make you feel insecure about it. Not me, not your friend, <laughs> not, you know, whoever, because at the end of the day, they don't have to deal with, they don't have to wake up right. and be And you. live my life.
0: Right. Live my friend's life.
1: Because it's just too much. Like, Black women already got a lot going on. And again, like I'm at a point right now where I'm not like, if I started dating, I ain't really trying to check for no cis heterosexual black man right now. That's real. Because the trauma, the unresolved trauma, unless this man shows up and he's like, I want to do the work Mm. and he does it. He puts actions to his words. But if you out here talking, you talking about Umar Johnson and Tariq Nasheed and, you know, FOTEP and no, 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 no. Can't be anti-black, right? Can't be, you know, in love with capitalism. Right. It's not going to cut it. And the reality is just so many people, like, are just 99% randy 99 percent ain't gonna make the cut
0: no that's so real so that's that so means real. that's just such a small
1: percentage yeah so what do you do in the meantime we can't do well we can't talk about you know i did used to spend a lot of time wondering about like do white women go through this <laughs> but i've heard some white people shit and i would be like mm. that
0: sounds crazy no i have uh i have some very good friends who are white women and um it almost seems like they put up with more than what I'm willing to put up with a lot of times. So then you have to ask yourself, is that what
1: you want? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> is that what you want? And if it is, you know, so be it. But I think that, you know, maybe you should try it. Maybe you should try making a list. What are your requirements? What are you willing to compromise on? And I think as you date more men or whomever, stuff may move sides because Mm -hmm. you'll experience something that you thought was a requirement and then you were getting it and it wasn't sufficient and so it moves over to a compromise like and I think that's a healthier way to go about like finding I like that
0: having like a like a required willing to compromise and like a hard stop I really like that
1: and then, again, as you go on having more experiences, stuff may move mm-hmm. around. Shift you, around. Because you think, I would never let somebody do that. And then you meet somebody. Oh, and he does this, and he does that. But this one thing that you said was a no-no, well, all these other wonderful things about him kind of supersede that. So you move it to compromise. And then something that you were willing to compromise on, you
0: got it. And you were like, absolutely not. And it moves over to the hard stop. No, that's real, and 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 for myself, I I know what I'm looking for right now, um, and generally, that's uh, those are goals, personal goals that don't require and and would actually uh, suffer if I were to invite someone into my life that like the time intention that I would want to commit to a relationship I don't have time for right now. Yeah, and so and and again, I, it's funny. I as you're talking I was thinking back um I had to check myself um sometime last year or 2 years ago I went out on this okay cupid date and I had in my profile um bachelor and masters degree preferred cuz I was like um I'm getting this MBA and so what we doing um <laughs> and so I went out with this guy and we were talking and getting real deep cuz that's how I like to do have a media deep conversation <laughs> immediately and, and it's funny. And actually my, like my profile came up and I was like, yeah, I, um, don't j men who don't, haven't gone to college. And he was like, I didn't go to college. And I was like, how'd you get past my filter? <laughs> like <laughs> For real, for real. And then I had to, and it's funny. Cause I, what did he say? He was like, yeah, I, I didn't go to college. Um, he worked. Um, and that was it. And I, and I, in that moment was like, oh, I would have judged you based on that little piece of information yeah. and you know, it didn't work out. And, but we wouldn't, but not because that, he didn't that, go to college. Right, right. Exactly. Right. Um, and it's funny cause I, uh, later, later on I had a conversation with my mom and she was, and, and I thought about my family. And people who, I'm one of the few people in my family who's gone to college. And so what I want someone to consider them unworthy and deem, like deem them, un, you know, un, unfit uh, for partnership because they didn't have a certain degree. So I definitely had to check myself a while back. Weird. I and, and when I say, again, I don't know, again, this is for a friend, it's not for me. I know how <laughs> I feel and what I want. Um, but I do think that those are questions that black women who are, my peers have and are curious about. And I think for me, it's just, you, you, I don't know. It's about recognizing what I want and what, what my standards are outside of this, you know, stereotypical check. You're going to have
1: to, you're going to have to, because again, like that dude, like, I I don't know. I feel like, especially if you are going to be, or your friends are going to be conscious and like woke and about the people, Mm -hmm. like you really got to think about it. Like, college is expensive AF AF so that just even applying to college
0: requires a certain level yes
1: because you got an SAT college applications
0: Fees, you know, you had to had the money to to take a practice test, to study for the SAT, to take the actual SAT. You had to be in a good school system. Uh, uh, what what zip code you were born into to have the right. ability? So yes. so I often find it just and
1: me too, right? I'm included in this. Right. Me too. Find it interesting that we're so quick to elevate that and say, well, this this and that, but then on the other side, be like the system does this and like disadvantages and like we can talk about it. But when it comes to our personal lives, we're somehow disassociating ourselves. It's a To me, it's a cognitive dissonance. And it, it's tough. It's tough to grapple with, right? Because we have worked so hard and we are doing these things to break down these barriers. But again, I know I have an intern at my job now, black girl, young black girl, young black woman. She can't even get signed up for community college classes again because she, her loans are in default. Mm. Because she doesn't have that knowledge. Right. And, you know, I do think as black women, we have to decide, like, no, you don't have to personally, like, deal with someone in that situation and, like, deal with the burden of, you know, living in a racist society in that capacity. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, challenge all of us to think about it, right? Think about the expense that is, you know, college and then an advanced degree. If you don't have good credit, you can't get loans. And maybe you somebody had bad credit because maybe their parents Absolutely. did something with their social security. So not saying you have to deal with that, but I'm just saying, like, we need to really think about our community. And mm-hmm. we need to just be a little bit more loving and, under, and compassionate and yeah. compassionate, yeah. because if we're not like, OK, girl, you made it. But there's a glass cliff. Mm-hmm. Right. For a black woman. Mm hmm. We, we can't act that way. You know, again, you, the personal, I feel like the personal is political. So that's why I don't like to pigeonhole myself and say, you must, it would be ideal if I had a spouse who was like very well-educated in like the university sense, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I meet a man who's literally made something out of nothing given the society that we live in and I'm not talking about about him right Right. and I'm not talking about again I think we go to these extremes we're not talking about drug dealers like (laughs) people with felonies like we're not talking about them we're talking about a dude humble 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 beginnings and found a way out yep yep there was no door for him right he had to create his own door to me that matters. That says a lot more about, about um him um than someone who had resources and just went, you know, went through the motions because the resources were there and the doors were there versus someone who literally had to crawl before they walked. Right. That's where I stand. Like I always thought I was like, I'm gonna end up with like a middle school math teacher. Do they make a lot of money? No.
0: Teacher, black man, teachers are sexy AF. You have fun,
1: and the many other things that they're involved right, in. Right, right, yes, and the their, the the ambition. That's that's why I'm like, yes, education, formal education matters. Yes, I should not be dating someone who like, if I'm having a conversation, he feels intimidated. Like, but that's not what we're talking about. And I think we just tell ourselves that, and we warp. Well, I think you know. <laughs>
0: And I'll say, I'll speak for me personally. I, for me, a formal education indicates a certain level of... Uh, let me phrase this correctly. Just it. No, I just want to say it has, it leads to the potential to have more meaningful and deeper conversations. Does it?
1: Because it can. But does it always, though? Because I know plenty of college-educated people who I can't... Men, black men, who I cannot have conversations with. I can't. Because... There are other issues that cloud that potential for those those type of conversations, and that's me personally. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah, but I guess and, 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 and I the just, way that I thing, I but like, I don't, saying. I don't, cause you know, <laughs> niggas be everywhere. You know what I mean? And and this is something that I've I've had to try to communicate to men is like just because you're talking to me like i am and and not saying like i'm popping but women are bombarded by attention from men yeah. regularly right. and you have to develop some kind of rubric or some kind of filter for which you're going to determine who is worth the time and energy yeah. to invest in yeah. and i think that's where education comes in for a lot of people period um and so, again, when you and when you factor in all of this historic, societal pressure and history and, and all of that, and if you want to take a black man as a black woman, <laughs> you, your your pool is it's just limited, significantly it's, smaller. it's limited. Yeah. And I think that it just is what it right. is, and you have to come to terms with that, be open to dating men of, like you said, of of different races, of different socioeconomic statuses, statuses um, of different education levels, Um, And it's not like a woe is me. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think to your point, I think we need to reimagine what a relationship, what an ideal partnership would look like.
1: Yeah. And I'll just say this really quickly. Like, you know, I think my filter is intentionality. Mm. Again, I know educated Negroes. They don't impress. Oh no, because I mean, no,
0: because the the educated Negroes are the same ones who think they shit don't stink.
1: Right, right. So I think again, you got to look at the whole person. Right, and you know, I was gonna say so. Like I have an ex roommate who, for example, granted, you know, uh, he became nationalized, but he immigrated to this country from Montenegro when he was young. There was a war in his country, all this other stuff going on, right? And so his job, right, he's like a mariner or whatever he does. Mm. So, like, he has these bouts where he goes on the sea Mm -hmm. for, like, three to four months. And those jobs pay him a pretty hefty penny. But he's been out of work for the last two years. Mm. But he got money. (laughs) He got money. Because of how the job works. Right. He's not formally educated, but we have very deep intellectual conversations He can hang with me and my college-educated friends he doesn't have a bachelor's. So that, I I think, having seen that Mm -hmm. in real life for me, seeing the things be reversed, right? Seeing the college-educated be the buffoons and, like, (laughs) not up to par and seeing the not-college-educated be very intellectual and, and financially capable and all these other things. I think, again, whole picture you do have to have a filter and, and you can have that filter initially, but then I think as time goes on, you'll, you'll like, you'll find out some people, okay, these are the ones with the degrees and this is where we fit. These are the ones without the degrees, but they have like all of this other stuff going on. Right. Like there's like hella, hella. And again, you know, we're not white, so we don't have this privilege, but like we especially the way our economy is now, like people are literally becoming like these startups and like just we just live in a different economy and mm-hmm. culture. And especially as like college costs just keep rising and and, and whatnot, like everybody ain't gonna have a college degree. And, and let's be clear here. Only one third of the U.S. has holds a bachelor's. It's not a large number. It's not. I know it may feel like it. Like I was telling my friends, like, I feel like I know so many black women pursuing PhDs, even though only 2% of the U S population has a PhD and a very small percentage of that is black women. But I feel like I know so many, I could probably count 10 on my hand, but that's because I'm in a bubble. Right. That's right. That's who you're talking. So again, when I step outside the bubble, I'm like, damn, only 33% of the U S actually has a bachelor's. I'm among the minority here. And then you, you know, disaggregate that by race and all this other stuff. We really are in the minority here. yeah, so that's why I'm like reimagine go outside of your race, you know, date internationally inter ethnically I don't know. you know, I don't know if I didn't know a uh, West Indian or you know, <laughs> African men because I'd be hearing stories well west particularly about West African men but that's for another
0: uh, right, podcast right, episode. Right. <laughs> we all done heard the stories. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, so I I just think I'm coming to terms with that. Like you, though, I feel like I have goals that I haven't yet realized and that I haven't even begun to really scratch the surface on. So where I'm at right now, um, it's not high priority for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entertaining the bullshit. Like, right. I'm just not because. At the same time, we still live in a patriarchal society where men have the upper hand, hand. And even though black men love to believe that they don't have any like gendered privilege, they do. Absolutely. Um, and the stuff that I'm seeing, it's like, yeah, it would be nice to have somebody that could like support me and take care of me, have food prep for me when I'm sick. All of these things. But then there's also the other side that comes with it. The mm-hmm. headaches, mm-hmm. the grief, you mm-hmm. know. So I... I if I had like one thing just to say to like black women or just, you know, young professional women in general, I would say reimagine and allow things to flow. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have a standard, go with that standard, see how it works. If it doesn't work, you can, you can move like we're not, none of this is permanent. You know, life is very impermanent. So we, we gotta become a little bit more comfortable with that. And I think that you may find you'll have more fulfilling interactions with people. Um, and especially men, but it is challenging. We, and I, I think in many ways I've just accepted it. And so I think that's also another piece that I will say is like, (laughs) Except that we are d- dealing with a different reality. hmm Yeah. Yes. Different, not necessarily bad.
0: Different. Okay. That's a, that's a good spin. Different. Yeah.
1: Which means we have to move
0: differently. Uh, think uh-huh. differently. I like that.
1: There are black women who are very successful who are happily married. They may not be happily married to black men. Right. But they are happily married.
0: And one thing that I um, I heard from a really popular um, sex and relationship therapist that I think um, is really valid and we all need to consider more is that you can't expect your partner to be all things to you. And I think that's another thing that comes in to play because I mean, again, I would in a perfect world I would marry a black man. But Me too, it girl. may right, exactly. Like who I mean, come on. Um, but it may be the case that I don't get that fulfillment of my blackness or whatever from my partner. I might end up marrying a white man, an Asian man, a South Asian man, whatever. And He's going to be cool, and we're going to connect, and we're going to vibe. But he might not know, you know what I mean, earth, wind, and fire when it come on. We might not be able to jam over that. But I'll be jamming with that, you know, with with my friends and family.
1: And hopefully you'd have platonic black male friends. Right, right. Hopefully.
0: Well, and, right, and, but I'm, but I'm think I think that we put so much pressure on what our our future husband and wives will be, and they'll be our best friends, and they'll be yeah. all Everything. things all to us. Yeah. and that's not realistic, it's not. and it's also not healthy to put that much pressure on one person. Um, and so, yeah, I just I think that's another thing that can that that plays into this, because um, I think not that you 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 know you don't want to talk to a door, but you know, to expect your partner necessarily to be that fulfillment for you intellectually—that maybe that's not, you know, a realistic expectation for all people. Um, but again, th- that's going to vary per person, per situation. But just being cognizant and conscious of what you expect and what how how your partner can realistically fulfill that, and how your community yeah. needs to fulfill you with that thing in some way.
1: Yeah, and you know, I also just challenge. You know, I feel like there are, you know, moments where people are like, oh, I'm not going to date somebody that's like that. But then, like, what if it was you? Right. Right. Knowing what you know about yourself, would you want somebody to just check you or write you off because of something so superficial? Absolutely. It's going to happen. But think about it. Do you want to be putting that energy out into the world? And that's that's all I challenge people to do. And I and I'm checking myself on that on a day to day basis. Right. Because, like, granted, you know, I'm working my way up, but like, I'm not necessarily in the financial position I want to be in, but what I want somebody to then be like, Oh no, well, she ain't doing this. So right. I wouldn't. Cause that would hurt my feelings. Exactly. I'm like, I'm out here busting my ass. You know, I got these degrees. I'm trying to make it happen. We live in a different world now. Right. Right. So that can't just be it. Yeah. It can be a part of it, but it can't be it. It can't be at the center. Because at this, if that's at the center, then like and that's where all of the gravity is, mm-hmm. then the minute that's not there, shit just flows floats away
0: yeah, yeah, that's so real. that's that's my take on it. Well, I could talk to you all night um, Gotta go to bed. Let, let you like I want the people to know y'all just got schooled by a scholar. This is an (laughs) academic. She's brilliant. I'm so (laughs) glad that she's here to school myself and the rest of you. Um, But thank you. This is a beautiful conversation.
1: Thanks for having me. I I really enjoyed talking about, you know, Shrimp Boy and um, (laughs) my, you know, my take on on how black women should really begin to think or rethink um, like our future. So,
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. No problem. Bye, guys. Bye thanks for listening to this episode of situationships if you like this episode please leave a five-star rating on apple Podcasts. if you have a story you'd like to share on the podcast hit me up at situationshipspod at gmail.com be sure to follow the podcast on instagram at situationshipspod and lastly be the first to know about podcast news sign up at situationshipspodcast.com